season three is in order it's in motion and this is the first episode so if you've been following my post um, on social media I let you guys know that season three is going to look well sound a lot different in seasons one and two, we kind of was just really going into the scripture, going into, you know, just focusing on the richness and the holiness, the sacredness of God's word, right? And um, I believe that the Holy Spirit has been pushing me to go a little bit further, go a little bit deeper into his word by actually, you know, conversing with you guys, um, you know, and and sharing the things that he's giving me pertaining to the scripture, the revelation behind um, the scriptures that he's given me. So in today's episode, um, we're going to be looking at Psalms 27. And if anyone knows me, um, you know, when, when I talk on a spiritual level, I always say that I'm girl David because I resemble so many of his traits and just um, when I read his psalms, you know, some of the psalms in here that he's written, they just really resonate with my spirit. And there, they've been some warring scriptures that I've used when in warfare. And um, today's episode, we're going to be coming from Psalms 27. And honestly, this is one of my favorite scriptures. This was honestly the first scriptures. Uh, this whole passage actually was one of the first that I memorized and you know being from what nine or eight years old um, all the way up until now this scripture has a different meaning every single time that I dive into it every time that I read it. Um, the word of God is truly alive and it speaks to your circumstances. It speaks to your soul 365 days, 24 hours, seven days a week. It literally is alive and it works. The word of God works. So let's get into this scripture. All right, Psalms 27, it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. 
Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me as such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking through your word to us. It is a privilege. It is an honor to be in your presence, to have your presence reveal such things to our souls, Lord, that we are in longing and need of. We can't make a move without your word. We can't make a decision without your direction. So we acknowledge you, God, and we say, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, yes, I'm reading in the King James Version um, on this episode. Normally, I read in the Amplified Version for good context and um, just expressive meaning behind certain words. But today, I'm reading in the King James Version. So, um, the title of this podcast is called That's What Happens When You Wait. Now, if you are a fan of Maverick City Music um, and you've been keeping up with their albums, their recent drops, they have an album with Elevation Worship called Old Church Basement. And on this album, literally every song takes me into the presence of God. I feel the anointing all on this album. I love it. And um, they have a song called Wait on the Lord. And it just speaks to me every time. You know, no matter what the situation is, wait on him. Because he's going he's, he's gonna to strengthen your heart. He's going to renew your strength. Okay? So... As I was reading this passage, um, and I actually, it's been about maybe over a month now since I've been studying this, and the Lord has just been pulling on my heartstrings to share um, what He has given me. And um, during this time, you know, that I was in meditation and studying the Word, I just kept hearing, He will renew your strength. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And you know, that's the song. So, you know, I'm listening to the song. The song is ministering to me. And, you know, the Lord, he's ministering to me through scripture. So that's where this title came from. That's what happens when you wait. So, literally, (laughs) we can't function properly in the roles that he has bestowed upon us without his help. Um... While we're here on earth, we need the help of the Holy Ghost. Um, 
Lord. He is our helper. He is our comforter. He is our discerner. Um, he's our gut instinct. You know, when something tells you, okay, maybe you should turn left. And you turn left, and then you hear that on the next street over, later on on the news, or on Crime in the D. <laughs> if you follow that on Instagram, you know, about a shooting that happened. If you would have turned right, you know, you probably would have been in some type of jam. You know, he's our he's our conscience. That's the Holy Spirit. Um, when we lean on him and depend on him solely, we have that type of connection that he's quick. He'll remind me quickly, hey, grab your jacket. And I'm like, God, I'm not going to need my jacket, you know. It's hot outside, not knowing that my husband has other plans. And he's just like, hey, let's go take a field trip. And we end up staying out late. And, you know, the weather drops. And now I'm chilly. Or, for instance, hey, take your umbrella. You're going to need it. Not paying attention to that. I ain't going to need it. I stopped doing that because every time I had that nudge, which was the Holy Ghost, Every single time he nudged me to bring an umbrella, it rained and I was wet. So when I have that hunch or even pretending to my son, hey, grab an extra cup, you know, he's going to, he's going to want another beverage to drink while you're out. Anything. I'm on it. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit moves like that when you're connected with him. Um, he has that rain to freely just guide you in your everyday lives and it's so comforting to have that guide that protector that um second opinion if you will so uh, david said in verse 29 he said hide not thy face far from me i'm sorry not in verse 29 in verse 9 in the 27th psalm he said hide not thy face far from me Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. He understands the importance of God's guidance. He understands that, you know, he's not even just saying, you know, physically, don't leave me alone. Because you can be alone in a group of people. He's asking for God not to leave him alone, not to forget him. You know, don't let the ones who are hoping that I fail and fall be pleased. Um, for context, uh, this psalm was written when David was going through some things with his son Abimelech. And he honestly was like the bad seed. And he, you know, had some basically evil plans for David. And David knew of this. And, um, you know, he's writing this song basically in anguish, like crying out to God, basically, uh, again, a warfare prayer. God, protect me from those who seek my demise. Protect me from those who are hoping that I fail and fall. You know, and what I have written, I have, you know, my own thoughts in this, in this passage, you know. Uh, Do not let Satan sift me as wheat. 
you know, is what I wrote down because he's looking to sift us. He's looking um, to seek who he can devour. Um, and it's it's so easy to be a victim. We already are targets, but it's easy to be a victim of Satan when you are not in tune with the Holy Spirit and his leadings and unctions and guidance. So, Lord, hide not thy face far from me. Keep me in front of your face, Lord. I don't, I don't want your hand. I don't want the blessings of what you can do for me, but I want your heart. I want your face. I want to know you. I want to know, should I make this, um, should I make this business deal with this company? You know, should I take this offer from this job that's paying me more, but it will cause me to sacrifice X, Y, and Z. We need God's face, you know, to hear his voice in that situation. Um, should I marry this person? Yeah, we have longevity, but Lord, is it your will for us to be married? Um, another thing that I have written down was don't let my trauma and my hurt and disadvantages come and overtake me. Because Satan can use um, our wounds against us. Hallelujah. And if we are not careful to, to give God those wounds, to pour the oil of his presence, the healing balm, you know, which is Jesus, which is his presence. If we're not careful to allow him into our wounds, those deep wounds, those places where we're low and no one knows how low we are but you and God you know Satan can, he can use that he can use that to self-sabotage so in the 10th verse David said when my mother and father forsake me when they forget about me when they abandon me when they don't do their part and give me the love and tools I need in order to flourish in this life, God. You know, the scripture says the Lord will take me up. The Lord will teach me, basically. The Lord will guide me. You know, and I'm a witness that, you know, I didn't have everything that I needed growing up and, and growing into womanhood. I didn't have all the tools. I didn't have all of the proper training. But the Lord guided me. The Lord protected me. Just as a parent would do. Thank you, Jesus, for your protection. You know, he's our father. He's our provider. And he can also um, assume that role of, of comfort and nurturing as a mother would. So I thank God for that. When you're in relationship with him, he will never abandon you. He says that in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank him for that. The Lord, he'll take me up. The Lord, he'll hold me up. And he'll teach me what I need in order to flourish and survive in the roles that I have to function in while I am still occupying here on earth. And I believe that David was seeking that type of guidance while I'm here on earth. Give me the wisdom, the tools that I need. David is asking for the Lord to teach him. 
and to lead him in a plain path. He needs for his roadmap of his life to be clear. Now we know that, you know, God, he has his own way of orchestrating things. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So I'm not saying that, you know, we need to know everything that's going to happen in our life. But no, David was asking, God, what's fuzzy? I need you to make it clear. Where Where there's confusion, I need you to be clarity. I need you to bring peace to me so I can know how to move. So I can know, God, show me what it is. Show me, give me clarity, give me peace about this in my spirit so I'm not wasting my time dating this person or I'm not wasting my time you know pursuing a degree for this career and this isn't your will for me lead me in a pathway a plain a plain pathway because of my enemies that's what he said he's hoping that his enemies won't even be able to um, be victorious in the traps that they've set for him on the pathway you know and when you have enemies um, that are stronger than you that are bigger than you they can definitely be intimidating and they're coming after him and they're not going to stop they don't intend on stopping you know Saul he came and he was hunting David he was coming for David and he was not going to stop Abimelech had something against his father he wasn't going to stop until his father was ruined. So David, he literally is a man of war. He knows war. He know he, he knows turmoil. He knows how to um, find shelter in the tabernacle. In God's presence, he knows that that's where his his safety is coming from. Hallelujah. So, again, David is asking God to show him, you know, his calling, his assignment so clearly that his enemies may be put to shame so that they cannot overtake him while he's in pursuit of doing what God has ordained for his life, the God-ordained things. And in verse 13, he says, he had fainted unless he had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He knew that there was something else in store for him on earth. He knew that the current level and struggle he was on wasn't all of God's goodness. He knew that in occupying his territory and his role, um, there was goodness that was coming that would be like in a new level he's still in the same role okay he's still in the same capacity as king but he knew that there was another level of God's goodness that he had to see and the lies and the threats of the enemy they were nothing as long as he could still see the goodness of the Lord on his side. You know, as long as he knew that God would be his defender, would be his defense, 
he knew that these enemies won't be here for long. Now, for me, I wonder if depression, insecurity, the critical thoughts of yourself, again, self-sabotaging, are what the enemies of today look like. You know, we may not have someone with a spear coming after us, wanting our head. But it's the spear of critical thinking. Not critical thinking as to where you need to apply a better method, but negative thinking. Is that something that's coming for you? Um, is depression coming for you? Not believing that there are better days ahead. When, honestly, I'm a witness to tell you that depression is a liar in Jesus' name. And better days are ahead of you. And that this will not always be the same. This is not the way your life is designed to be. Wallowing in insecurity and grief. That isn't the will of God for your life. His will is that you have life and life more abundantly. The Bible says the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is your strength. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy and peace. We have a sound mind. And the enemy likes to play on our mind and our thoughts and the way we see ourselves, our identity. Because if we have an obscured view of ourselves, of our worth, we will not step into the position that God has ordained for our life. And this is something that I love about David throughout scripture because he never lost sight of who he was. He may have felt a certain way, but he got up in the latter part of the song and remembered who his God was. And when he remembered who his God was, he could remember who he was. Hallelujah. We find our identity in Christ. How do you find your identity in Christ? You reject everything that Christ does not say about you. You, you. you reject everything that is opposite to what the Bible says that the children, that the believers are. You know, everything that he says to you in prayer, believe that, speak that, repeat that. Let that be your mantra. There is truly a better side here on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven, hallelujah, to see the goodness of the Lord. Paul wrote in Romans 8 and 18, and he said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, hallelujah, are not worthy to be compared to the glory which should be revealed in you. You got to hold on for now. You gotta suffer a little bit. Peter said that you gotta suffer for a little while. But in due season, what does the Bible say? Be not weary and well doing, but in due season you reap if you don't faint. So that means everything that you're going through now, it's not the end until you reap something good from it. Now you reap what you sow. So if you're out here sowing bad swords and but uh bad seeds and discord. That's what you're going to reap. But if you're really out here doing what you're supposed to do, 
And like David said in, in the fourth verse, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life. That's all I want to do. I just want to be in his presence. I just want to do his will. I just want to do what he's telling me to do. And yet here I have people coming after me. I have my enemies surrounding me to eat up my flesh. But because I am anointed, hallelujah, because I am separated and set apart, they stumble and they fail. So the enemies that rise up against you today, that rise up against us today, they'll stumble and they'll fall every single time. They'll fall every single time because God is our defender. He is our righteous judge. He is our Lion of Judah. He fights for us. And all you have to do is keep being led by Him on that pathway, on that plain path. Keep following that. He said, David said, He says, Your word is a light and a lamp unto my feet and my pathway. We have to have His word in our hearts. We have to know His voice because it's literally our guide. It's literally our strength and all you got to do is wait on him the last verse says wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart wait i say on the lord yeah our hearts get a little weary our hearts feel a little distressed every now and then and that's okay because we're human and god knows that which is why we have so many um encouraging things in his word we find comfort in his word his word said he's he's close to the broken to the brokenhearted our hearts get worried we get fearful we get discouraged and disappointed and the spirit of discouragement and the spirit of disappointment can keep you stagnant so the enemy tries to use people and even your own thoughts against you man i didn't i didn't fulfill this business idea man I still haven't graduated yet man you know I'm not married yet man I don't have a I'm, I'm not a house uh I don't I don't have a house in my name yet man I'm still driving this car from 2010 and people are getting wranglers and wranglers left and right yeah no don't let discouragement make you forget that you're on the plain path. Your path is plain for you. Their path, their path is plain for them. Remember your plain path. But that's why David said be of good courage. You have to have courage when you're walking with Christ. You have to remember to take courage in him. When you are weak, that's when he becomes strong. God's grace, you have to literally put one grace like it's a jacket. I have to put my, my, my courage jacket on through the grace of God. I have to put my uh, my uh, um, my my focused jacket on through the grace of God. I have to put on my joyful jacket, my praise jacket. I'm gonna take off my jacket of heaviness. We have to choose it. Once you start choosing to operate and and in a higher mind frame. You're on a higher level. Discouragement and disappointment is on a lower level. But once you start 
choosing to operate. No, I see what you're doing, Satan. You're trying to keep me discouraged. And so I'm about to put on courage. I'm about to put on joy. I'm about to put on some strength. And I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on digging. I'm going to keep on working. Because this is what God has for me to do. You know, don't go by how it looks now. The Lord is going to strengthen your heart. And David, he was confident in that. That's why he said, wait, I say on the Lord. He said it again. He said it twice in the same in the same verse. He knows that God is going to come through for him. Hallelujah. Because he has a track record with God. When you have a track record with God, God, I know you did this for me back in 2008. So I know that time is nothing to you because you're eternal. So I'm going to just operate in the realm that I'm in. And I'm going to remember what you did then because I know you can do it now. Don't worry. He's got you. He knows. He knows. So I just want to invite you to take courage and let God strengthen you. Stay focused on your assignment. Don't be distracted by the enemy or the enemies that are coming up against you. The spirits, the evil spirits that are trying to take you out of out of your assignment and cause you to be overcome and overwhelmed. They want you to get out. They want you to quit. They want to get you to a place to where that you surrender the goodness of God that he has set aside and promised and laid up for you to have. The enemy would love for you to give up right before you get to your promise. When I come to speak life into you, that you will not quit, you will not faint, because there's more goodness here in the land of the living. You're not going to faint. Not, not today, not in Jesus' name, you're not. Hallelujah, the Bible says Jesus prays for us. He makes intercession for us. Jesus told Simon Peter, he spoke to him, he said, I pray that your faith fail you not. So if anything, he asking Jesus, increase my faith. Increase my faith while I walk this thing out. While I abide in you and I abide in your word. Increase my faith, Jesus. That's what we should pray while we're waiting on him. While we're waiting to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because the enemy will not be victorious and warring and raising up against you. No, not when you're a child of the king. So I hope that you have enjoyed season three, episode one of Cold Chats. That is going to be um, about it for us today. If you want to share this word with someone that you care about, someone you feel needs to hear this word of strength and encouragement please share it so until next time you all stay encouraged and keep letting God love on you because that's what he wants to do he wants to love on you and you love on him back and watch it all work out just for you